Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. We bless you. We give you honor. We give you grace. We come to your presence. Speak to us. Deliver your word. Make us a blessing. Even as we are blessed already by you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you are demanding or depending on the natural vocabulary in prayer, you cannot pray long. Because the natural vocabulary or the natural tongue or language can never address your situation in prayer. Hallelujah. If I give you 100 cities, what will you say? If I give you a thousand, what will you say? When I give you one million, what will you say? When I give you one billion, what will you say? Amen. Do you know that the quantum of the blessings differ? And you know that the expressions in inside of you also differ. But the way to express it is not there. Hallelujah. Thousands in this God, I thank you. One million God, I'm so grateful. One billion. What again? Because I thank you, I'm so grateful. What is the next? You choke. Hallelujah. But when the heavens have opened for you and you are standing to pray, you may not know where that word will come from. Before we see some kind of appraisal words, some kind of gratitude words, some kind of it will just be dropping and you don't know where it comes. There is some English word that expresses gratitude you have and you have long forgotten. All of a sudden it will drop in your mind. Because the words will be flowing. You don't struggle. Amen. You lost of control. Emotional control. We lose gentility and beauty during the prayer. When people pray and break the heavens open, they lost gentility. If you have really prayed and breakthrough, you wouldn't be thinking of where is your anki or where is your face, whatever, to check your face while you are praying. You haven't broken through. Sometimes I see some people, they are praying. And then they will take their... And some, some, some of them will do it like this. They, they, they stop the tears from here. So that who shouldn't see that you are crying? And their face look nice. Check all the pores. And check. And then stand well and look around if nobody seeing them. Allow the spirit to flow. The Bible said that don't kill the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. If the spirit wants to express himself in you, allow him. The Bible said that. And Jesus wept. Are you bigger than Jesus? Are you greater than Jesus? That Jesus turned to pray and the Holy Spirit was groaning inside of him. He could not do anything that he wept. And James and John and Peter and the disciples and Thomas was looking at Jesus. Wusu. He didn't mind them. He wept, wept. When he finished weeping, he said, let's go. But we are praying and the spirit wants to express himself. You don't know what the spirit is weeping for you. 
The spirit can that does not have eyes or tears in it to pray. It uses your eyes and your tears to express its emotions. So maybe there is something that could have been disastrous, and the spirit is already grieving it over your life, and you stop it because of your pawns. Because after we will see that there is erosion in the pawns. If you go to prayer meeting and you see sisters who have really prayed, you see them by the erosions in their face. When you see them, you see that this place is nice, this place is nice, but you see here, you see the, the line, the water of the tears. See that, yes, there's pawns, pawns, dry, dry. And you see them. And the gentleman who has prayed, you see that they've opened their, this thing and they are coming and they are sweating. And at that time, you see that when they are coming, they don't want to talk. Their holiness is at the peak. But after prayer, some of us, listen, when you break through in prayer, you don't have any beauty. That is why you see people praying, gentlemen, they are praying and their face as I was having a, pray, a prayer meeting at, at my Minnesota. And while we're praying, there was this university professor who was in the church. He was standing in front row. We prayed, we prayed. And before we see the man, saliva, everything was dropping up of his, his mouth and tears were dropping and was crying and praying. And professor, who? Was the people watching. And the man, when we clap our hands, them, everybody stop here. The man, uh, uh, uh. So because of him, I refuse to stop the prayer. Because I don't want people to hear professor's voice. Then next time they go to university and they go to lecture room, you see the students. Uh, uh, and it become a case. Hallelujah. The man was praying. You see that the man has broken through. And after, he said, Pastor, you don't know the, the situation. The situation in my family, I said, God. Hallelujah. Today, I've been seeing him on Facebook, posting, doing that, doing that. They say, Pastor, now things are working. When you break through in prayer, you care less about who you are and what you are in the sight of God. Who are you before God? Church, listen to me. When we come to pray, we are not here because of the next person. You know, you can be my. When we come to church, sometimes the moment we sit here and my wife is here, and they are raising any prayer topic, I don't even care whether she's praying. She can choose to sit down or be diplomat. That's none of my business. Hallelujah! It is before us and God, and it's before my life. And the life of my family and the life of my wife. She may be my wife, but at that point, my interest is my family and my wife and my life. If she refuses to know that it's my wife, it's her concern. But to me, I'm dealing with the issues that concerns me. And whether at that point, I look handsome or I don't look handsome, it is her business. Amen. Amen. And some of you, you want to pray. Guy naba, sorry. Guy naba, sorry. Guy naba, sorry. Ah. That falling down, that falling down and tears is the one that will save that guy 10 years to come. 
when you want to mess up your life. It's the one that will deliver your life 20 years to come. When that man wants to mess up your life, when that sister wants to mess your life, the falling that you fall was the fall that will come in your marriage years to come. That God has caused the things uh, that will happen in the future to happen in the present so that when you get to the future, deliverance is waiting you. Amen! So when you come to God to pray, do you think that Jesus, when he cried and he wept and he mourned, it was for vain when he was on the cross and the people were crying. He said, oh, don't cry. Don't cry for me. Don't cry. Cry for yourself. And when he was saying cry for yourself, it's not because of their problem. He said, cry because after me, the problems that is coming to the Christian. So start crying for you. But as for me, I have wept in the garden. I've taken care of my cry. I've taken care of my tears. I've taken care of my pain long, three days before this situation. So there is no need to cry for me again. The situation has been solved three days before I came to the cross. When you come before God, allow the Holy Spirit to have a free course in your life. Allow him to flow. Allow him to dangle. Allow him to use your mouth, use your tears, use your nose, use your body to do whatever you want to do in the sight of prayer. We have become too gentle in prayer. Too polished in prayer. Too refined in prayer. And we think we pray. That is why we cannot pray for 15 minutes. Cannot pray for... And, 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 yeah, the Bible talk of what? Private prayer and the Bible talk of congregational prayer. There are certain issues. It's not locking your door. If closing your door could have solved it, you wouldn't be in church. The Bible said that when John and Peter were being persecuted, it was the church that stood day and night to pray for them, for them to be rescued. When Paul and Silas were put in prison, it wasn't a hot, a private prayer. Two of them, in the midst of the disturbance of the prisoners, while everybody was sleeping, they joined hands and they prayed and prayed until the prison doors were shaken. Sometimes when we come together, we shake doors, we shake prison chains, we shake foundations, we shake the structures of resistance, we break the barriers of the demons and we create access unto heaven for our life. Hallelujah. And when we are together in church, the funniest thing is sometimes when we come together and you are praying, maybe all that the 300 people will be doing it for you. Hallelujah. That's the funny thing about God. That sometimes we are together and we are all praying and I think I'm praying for myself, but all the prayer put in collectively, God is just making all of us intercede for you. Intercede for you and you don't know. And you are so special, gentle, and you, you think yeah. Okay, nobody should. I have to, yeah. I, I, yeah, because I want to pray like this church. I want to pray like, I want to pray like, hey. If Jesus had prayed gentle, there wasn't any way. John, Matthew, Luke, Mark could have heard it and written it. Amen. He was crying. Oh, 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 my God. But so wherever they were, they heard and they saw. They saw that the guy has prayed and was weeping. His tears was coming. They saw that the guy's tears, when he rubbed it, they saw red as blood. They saw that he prayed to the extent that the sweat on his face were like blood. If they said that it was blood, it means that they have a vivid word. Testimony, but it was like what? Blood. It means from afar. They saw that the tears that was dropping was red. 
And no human being sweat red except blood comes out of you. So they saw the emotional expressions of Christ in prayer. When we come together to pray, we don't see any emotional expressions for you. You don't express yourself in prayer while in your room and while we are collectively building forces, we don't also see the expressions of your prayer. When was the last time you prayed and cleaned tears? When was the last time you prayed and your feet could not support you? When was the last time you prayed and your loins were hurting you? You have to hold your stomach and pray. When was the last time? Hallelujah. We want it, but we don't want to work it. We want it, but we don't want to fight it. We want it, but we don't want to break it. Amen. Let us look at the remedy. I've jumped a lot, don't worry, because of time. Let's look at the remedy. Number one, when you want to open the heavens, locate the heavens above your life. You have to locate the heavens above your life. I told you last week that everybody, according to the scripture we read, has a heavens above him or her. Everybody. The heavens above me is not the heavens above you. The heavens above my head is not the heavens above your head. The heavens my family are under is not the heavens your family are under. You have the family heavens, you have the personal heavens. And if you want to break through, you must break through the heavens above you. Deal with the heavens above you. And what does it mean? It is the spiritual authorities over your life. The ancestral gods, the spiritual powers of, of, of your human rulers, and the territorial powers of where you live. These are the heavens above you. The authorities, the family you are coming from, the parents you are coming from, what are the spiritual background? The company you are working in, what are the spiritual atmosphere? Where you live? Whether you live in no visa, with visa, Auntie Mary, Bra Mary, you live in where? What are some of the areas? Oko, from Henry Down, or Henry Top, Barrier, Kebot, wherever you live, it's a territorial environment. What are the territorial powers? Hallelujah. I'm trusting that by now the intercessor should have, would have known the spirit that ruled on me pillar too. You should have known. So that you deal with it. Hallelujah. And if you want to know the spirit that rules in the territorial environment you find in, find out about the common lifestyle of the people. Amen. What is the common lifestyle of the people of the area? If you go to East Legon, it is pride and arrogant. Everybody thinks it's myself. Everybody, the churches there are having it serious. Because everybody thinks it's somebody. He's bourgeois. Yeah. That's what they think. If you go, you shall go to Roman rich cantonment. Superiority. Think we are superior. We are in charge. What is Domi Pillar 2? What is the commonest lifestyle of the area? What is the simplest pride in the mouth of everybody? It's not doom so. Amen. You will find out that the young, the youths, they have a common lifestyle that they live. If you go to certain environment like the Jamestown area, you find out that teenage pregnancy and, 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 and uh, sodomy and, 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 and homosexuality is common. 
So you must locate the environment you are. What is the common? Because I can't tell you that it is about teenage pregnancy. It's about it. No, because maybe what I see is not what you see. But you must locate it and deal with it. That this force is controlling the youth, the businessmen, the married men, the young men, the young girls, the young in this pillar, to this Achumota area, this Accra area, it can never affect my life. I break it, I come against that power. Hallelujah. Daniel was praying, but he didn't know that there was a spiritual force within the geographical atmosphere of Persia. So God opened his eyes. He said that Daniel, you are dealing with a territorial influence. And that territorial influence is strong. It makes the Babylonians very strong and irresistible. Hallelujah. And you have to first enforce one more angel to come and deal with the territorial uh, powers to take off their life. Check the family you are in and deal with it. You see, that is why when, when, we, when, when we are studying about warfare and, 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 and prayer with something we call spiritual mapping and strategic prayer. Sometimes in prayers you must do spiritual mapping. You should map and know which spirits I'm dealing with and you must pray strategically. You don't just get up and open your mouth and start to pray. Just get up and, and pray. Father, I'm praying, I'm praying. Even breakthrough, what are you breaking through? Where? Because you can never break through all round. You break through one after the other. A child must first crawl before they stand. When they stand, they must take one step before they are two. They must start walking and falling before they start to run. So it's systematically, you must know what is the first to deal with in my life before I move on to the next one. Hallelujah. If you can't write well, you don't pray for an, a formal employment. Hello? You know you can't write good English. You don't go and apply for her, a, secretary, a, a secretarial job. And if you don't get it, say God is causing me. God is not causing you. You are the most demon of your life. Because first things must be first. Hallelujah. You must deal with what? The proper procedures that has to be dealt with your life. If you are patching with a friend, you don't propose to a girl who works and earns 1500 And take the girl to your boy, your friend's house. If I was Kwame and you bring your girlfriend to my house that day, I'll get stomach running. Hallelujah. First things first. That is prayer dynamics. Deal with the dynamics. Deal with the issues one after the other. So that when you are breaking through, you know that I am breaking through. Hallelujah. There are certain things I am not going back to pray about them again. Because I have dealt with them and I have broken through them and I have moved on. Pay all your spiritual dues. Let's do next one. Last one then we pray. I don't want the subject to be too interesting. Number three, command the demonic authorities controlling your heavens to leave. You have to command them to leave. Amen. If somebody is standing on your way and you don't tell the person that leave my way, they will continue standing there. If you say that, and I pray that everybody will leave my way, everybody will leave my path, who is everybody? 
But if you know that it's poverty who is standing your way, address it. I leave my way. If you know that this is the cause, this is what is standing your way, address, command it to leave. David said, Oh, ye everlasting gate, be lifted up. He didn't say that, you gates of resistance, you say, ye everlasting gates. The gates which makes my great grandfather, Abraham, to have a problem in his family, the same gate caused Isaac's family, the same gate caused Jacob's family, the same gate has caused my father Jesse's family, that same gate has entered into Abraham, David, my life is causing my family. It's an everlasting gate, everlasting principality, a spiritual authority that has fought my great grandfathers. It has fought their marriage. It has fought their children. It has fought them. Has fought them. And every David, I see in my life that it is fighting my life and my marriage. And he said, "No way." He stand. He said, that, "Ye everlasting gate, be lifted up." And when you are lifted up, you will lift up because the God who called me, the God who I'm serving, that God want to come, want to have access to my life. When that God enter, I and my family we shall enter. When that God break through you, I shall break through you. Be lifted up. You must address it. Hallelujah. And church, every one of us, we know that there is a demonic authority which is controlling the heavens around. You know. You know, that's control your brothers, control your sisters, control your family, control your thing. What the negative you don't dream of doing, you will do them. What your aunties did and messed up, what your brothers did and messed up, what your father did and messed up, what your grandfather did and messed up, you see yourself that you are doing the same thing. Or you are struggling towards the same thing. Church, it is a manipulation. There is a computer somewhere. Which has programmed the whole family. And at a certain time in your life, the computer will just press the key. Bah! And you have, to, you have to do it. You have to command it to leave. Amen. You have to command it to leave. It must leave your way. When it comes to certain things, church, you don't joke with it. You must command it to leave. It has to go. You don't bargain it. The Bible didn't anywhere tell us that we must bargain with the, with, uh, 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 with the devil. The devil, we don't bargain with the devil and we don't want to play with the devil. We command the devil to leave. When it comes to your prayer with the devil, you don't compromise the prayer. You deal it. You are either serious with the prayer or you forget it. Hallelujah. I've dealt, I've dealt with the second one. Pull down the demonic structures that was used to close the heavens. Pull it down. He told Jeremiah, I said, Jeremiah, I have put my word in your mouth to pull down, to tear down. You have to pull down. There are structures to uproot. Pull them down. When God came to Gideon, he said, Gideon, pull them down. Pull them down. And pulling something down is not easy. It calls for strength. Some of them, when you try one day, you can't pull them down. You may need to take two days, three days, one week to pull them down. You must pull them down. Hallelujah. Because church, you need the breakthrough. You need the heavens to open. And you don't want anything to stand in between. 
and cursing you, you must pull them down. And some of them, as we know that there are certain things who are standing, they don't want to pull. You pull them, they say, I won't pull. You drag them, they say, I won't drag. You move them, they say, I won't move. Somebody took 21 days to pull them down. Abraham took 25 years to pull Hagar and Ishmael down. Do you think why? God, the Bible said that God knew from the beginning, from the end. God knows that, hey Abraham! If I... Isaac should come before Hagar. Or Isaac should come before Ishmael. We don't know. And somebody said, ah, but if God has given Isaac earlier on, Abraham wouldn't have gone for Hagar. Hallelujah. If God has made you rich now, last year, would you have got born again this year? Hello? If God has given you a TV, Three years ago, would you have come and they were showing what life take away from me on Sunday mornings? Would you have come to church on Sunday? Hallelujah. You see, anytime I take the biblical issues, I try to bring it into current incidents and ask myself. I ask myself. If God has given me a slick car 20 years ago, would I have gone to church as a frustrated, weeping boy to be born again? Maybe on Sunday morning, I will be screeching on Bourgeois Beach. Screeching with the open top on Bourgeois Beach and joining. Hallelujah. But when he refused the car at that point, and I was frustrated, I ended up in the house of God. I got saved, and now that I got it, Bourgeois Beach is no more my interest. Amen. So if I had, maybe if Isaac had come earlier, you don't know what Abraham would have done. He said, oh, now I have Isaac. Everything has come. So when Hagar came, he said, oh, Hagar, you know, now there's no more. Even if Ishmael come, don't worry. I'll take care. And you know that rich people don't have any problem having plenty of children. If you marry a rich man and they are having children any left and right and you go and complain, they will tell you, if you don't like, pack and go. Hallelujah. If you don't know, go and ask. They will tell you. You can learn, pack, pack, pack and go. But if you take your time and God does things systematically as you're supposed to do, you will see that no matter the challenge that will come, you will stand. So, you have to put down. Amen. And this morning, I just want you to see what are you supposed to put down. What are the structures that are you supposed to pull down? And we're going to pray. We are already in the second service. We're going to pray shortly but intensive and you are going to pull down every demonic structure which is causing your heavens. By this time, you should be open your head. I three years. When you become a consistent disciplined Christian, by the third year in Christ, you should be resurrected. By three years as a Christian, you should be resolved. The heaven should be opening. You should start seeing results. But some of us church, we are 20 years. We are older Christians than Jesus Christ. Christ was only three and a half years, 33 years Christian. 
But he became a true three and a half years. He grew 33 years. He, he started his Christianity assignment in three and a half. Some of us, we are six, ten, twenty years Christians and still we are not seen anywhere. The question is not about how long you have been in the Lord. It is about how well you have dealt with the realms of the spirit. Hallelujah. And this morning you must locate and you must pull down. Rise up on your feet. I don't know what you have seen. I don't know the structures in your life. But you need an open heavens. I said you need what? An open heavens. The heavens must open. The heavens must open. You have asked why, 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 why? Every day, why, why? That why must be stopped. Because things ought to work. Lift up your hands. Say with me, in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, you are not sleeping. Say in the name of Jesus. This morning, every structure of spiritual barrier, spiritual boundaries, Used as a cover, as a structure, as a barrier against my heavens, protecting my heavens from opening it. As I pray, as I pray, I pull it down. I declare into the realms of the spirit every principality, every covering of the realms closing my heavens. I declare open heavens 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 in my marriage in my marriage open heavens open heavens in my business in my business open heavens open heavens in my profession in my profession open heavens open heavens in my family in my family open heavens open heavens in my prayers in my open heavens open heavens in my life in my life open heavens open heavens as I command the demonic barriers